Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online, and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough, and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then, and you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Oh, yeah. I know that's exactly the question. It's always about change, and you have to really want it. You know, this sex addiction in so many ways affects men, women, partners, families, and certainly couples. So if you are with somebody and you have been through partner betrayal, you may wonder what you can do to fix, alter, support, relieve this terrible condition. And there's no doubt that when a partner experiences sexual betrayal, she doesn't know where to turn. First thing I would tell you, is go to somebody who understands your addiction, somebody who specializes in sex addiction. There are many different organizations that do that. You know that I'm part of an organization that certifies us to treat sexual addiction. That's a CSAT. And you you can go to sexhelp.com and find a CSAT in your area. And I would especially work with somebody who had partner trauma training. And that may be somebody who has both, like myself. Um, Now, the ITAPers who certify sex addiction, they are now creating a partner training program that they've had running for a couple years. And that's always helpful. And then again, you can go to apsats.org, that's A-P-S-A-T-S dot org, and you can seek a partner-sensitive therapist or coach for your wife. 
And last but not least, what do you do when you're ready to work on the coupleship and you don't, you know that oh, normal, normal couples therapy doesn't work. You know, you really should do something I call early couples recovery work. And that's with somebody who knows what to do. Well, you can always reach out to either one of these organizations and find out who's good. But how do you get extra support for your relationship? What if you both really want to heal, but you know you need more support? Well, we're going to be talking today to Gary and Donna, who are participating in a 12-step recovery group that has really helped them to solidify their relationship and to work through the wounds. And so, Gary and Donna, I am so happy to have you on the show today because there's just not enough support for couples. Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely not enough support for couples. And it's always like uh, working one side of the street and the other person working the other side, and there's no in-between quite frequently. Yeah, I would agree, Carol. Well, you know, you you brought up something that um, is prevalent in 12-step groups, and that is that belief that if you're a drug, alcohol, sex addict, you should probably do your work first, and then she needs to be doing her work, and maybe you come together a couple of years later. Now, does your group, RCA, does that subscribe to the same um, timeline, if you will? No, I don't think it does. Uh, it, it, the, for the coupleship to survive, I think you need it. You'll starve it to death if you don't do anything for it. So you've got to make some inroads, even if they're small, to to keep the coupleship alive. And I know both people are working on their individual recovery, but the idea is like a three-legged stool where the each person has to work on their recovery, and then there needs to be recovery work for the coupleship at the same time to, for the coupleship to survive. Right. So, okay. Carol, one of the things that, that we find um, that Gary and I have found is this a misunderstanding or lack of knowledge of even how the coupleship behaves just in general and then add on the challenge of um, sexual betrayal. And, and already the, the coupleship is now at below zero, you know. And now how do we even get out of this mess, right? How do we talk to each other again? And there's this, this lack of intimacy, being sexual necessarily, but I'm talking about just being vulnerable and transparent with each other. And what we found is just working with our group, um, working through the steps like we did, Gary and I got to know each other, you know, after 20 years of marriage and then the betrayal happened, we still didn't even understand each other. We still didn't even know each other, honestly. And so what, what using the program did for us was actually allow us to learn how to understand, understand each, each other's backgrounds, the trauma that each one of us had, at least in our story. Um, and it started opening up that it was okay to speak about things that were really hard, you know, really painful, 
and begin to bridge that gap between us. Okay, and so can you give us just a little bit of your history in terms of you just told us how long you've been married, but at what point did you start RCA? Hmm. You want to kind of give It'll be four years ago next month. Um, so we started actually because of a lapse I had, um, and I was trying to look at, uh, you know, to help Donna feel safe some action I had to take to show I was still committed to the relationship. And I was looking at a Patrick Carnes book and he said, if you want your marriage to survive, and I think he used the word marriage actually, uh, that you need to get involved in some kind of 12 step group or fellowship that addresses the coupleship challenges. So um, my, I hate to say penance, but my uh, response or, or the, almost penalty almost for having a lapse was that I agreed to go to a recovering couples meeting. And um, it's been one of the best things that happened. So it's kind of strange out of a behavior that I didn't want to do. um, It made me, the result was I had to do a different behavior. And then the new behavior is something that that has really helped our relationship a lot, if that makes sense. It was a healthy behavior. Yeah. So it, it, it helped replace a bad behavior with a more healthy re, uh, behavior. And what I like is, I, I, I again, with the sex addiction, it's more isolation. So I, I wasn't familiar with all the – I didn't know everybody else was going through the same struggle. And I, I was kind of, you know, an island under myself almost. Not even uh, – my wife was allowed to be on the island. Uh, so it was kind of strange what uh, – and I was having trouble initially just going to my own individual recovery meetings, and I thought going to a recovery meeting with my partner would just be the craziest thing in the world. So somebody had recommended like a year or two before to, to try out a meeting, and we I was just so resistant. It was crazy. But I finally came open to the idea, and what I found was I heard guys sharing my same story, so it felt like I wasn't alone. But then I heard a perspective from uh, women uh, that were sharing their story, and, and Donna had been telling me stuff for years, but I, somehow I couldn't hear it through what she was saying, but I could hear it through the stories I was hearing of the women's share of the betrayal and the trauma and the impact. So it, it, it's been an extremely beneficial program for us. Yeah, and Carol, I, I would also have to say that, you know, the same thing applies as to what Gary was saying that as I was hearing, as I was listening in the meetings, I was hearing men speak of things that Gary was. But when Gary was saying it to me, I would say, oh, that's just an excuse. See, there you go again. You're not really working your program. And I would, I would because I, I was so hurt. And I really needed to see that Gary was really going to be committed to working the program, not just checking the boxes off. And as I heard other men, it like, like opened up my, my heart and my eyes to realize, oh, he's not just giving me his BS, so to speak. He, he, this really is like a, a, I'm, hearing his, I'm hearing the struggles. I'm hearing the difficulty. But the other thing that what I really loved is in these groups, other couples modeled for us what it sounded like even to be a mess. And it was okay because the more we could share authentically, 
about our issues, the more we realized that they were being embraced and understood by other couples. So it wasn't like Gary was talking about that whole isolation. We didn't have to isolate anymore. We didn't have to let, we we got the opportunity to let other couples speak into our lives. And we were a mess. We were really a mess, but it was okay that we were a mess. And so we, um, so at the time, the, 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 the experience, the strength, and the hope of the group helped us to take one day at a time. Well, absolutely. And, you know, you said just a few minutes ago that this was a group that embraced you and your struggles. Now, what does that mean, Donna? Because obviously you said we were a mess. But what does it yeah. mean to be raised by a group of people that are all dealing with the same thing? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and that's the beauty of it, really, because in so much of our day-to-day living, we pretend like everything is fine. And when mm-hmm. there is sex addiction, betrayal trauma, it's incredibly hard to navigate those roads because there's shame that's attached for both for both people. And it wouldn't be something that you just talk with your neighbor about. It wouldn't be anything that you want to talk to your family about. Um, and you're realizing, like, this is, this is hard. Like, it feels so vulnerable to say, yes, our coupleship, you know, probably for Gary, I'm going to think. Just for you to say, yes, I struggle with sex addiction, which that's a whole part of the 12-step programs, but nevertheless in a coupleship perspective, right? And so we were accepted for not being just fine. We're just fine. Everything's going just fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. And, I mean, uh, that's that authentic, transparent um, part of recovery that is part of the foundation of good uh, sex addiction management. So, Gary, you were going to say? Well, we were at the point of divorce, but we weren't telling anybody. But when you walk into the room, and it's like every couple indicated that they were at that point somewhere along the way. And and it kind of helped, I won't say normalize it, but it helped – us not feel so shameful about it, uh, of, of, you know, failing in the coupleship and, and not having a, a marriage survive. So it, it was, that was helpful for some crazy reason, um, knowing that we weren't alone in the struggle and that we could openly share, you know, we're, we're having challenges. We can't communicate. We don't know what's going on was really powerful and helpful. And other couples were sharing that same story and how the, uh, they got through it and how they started using some of the tools and doing the steps uh, to get, you know, in a better than uh, where they were when they walked into the rooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what, Carol, it's so interesting because as Gary had mentioned, we were on the verge of a divorce because um, I think couples trying to navigate this this hard point in their lives we don't really know how to do it. And what happens is we trigger each other, you know, where just Gary's presence can trigger me and vice versa because, you know, we're both dealing with – it's interesting how 
probably, I mean, Gary has mentioned, and if it's okay, Gary, where you thought that I was going to throw this up in your face. Yeah, and and with that, it was the shame that was speaking to you. It wasn't really me, I don't think, right? Right. right. Um, but from that, we had thought that we would work the steps and then determine what we were going to do. And to be honest, Carol, I wasn't sure if Gary was really, even though he found it and it was from a lapse, I wasn't sure if he was really going to be invested in it started noticing is that we, um, when we started doing the steps, I was still uh, really much on guard. Like, okay, is this just another one to check the box off? And, um, but then what happened was as we started doing the steps, like there's one that we have to do a collage of our coupleship and our higher power. Well, Gary goes out and he goes by the frame and he's printing off pictures and He's starting to do this work, and we've never as a couple done a collage together, never. And we just started talking something, right? So we never started talking about something just like even about a collage. And we didn't even know each other really about a collage. Yet at that time when we found, when when there was disclosure, we were at the 20-year mark of our marriage. You know, think about that, 20 years of marriage and really not knowing each other or not knowing what's really going on inside the marriage, but just trying to think we were doing marriage when we really didn't know how to do marriage anyway. But from that, it was interesting because then I started seeing Gary really work the steps. And he was he was embracing them. And, and then I started seeing changes. I, I heard his language change. He was He was sharing more openly and honestly. And I think part of that came from that modeling of other men, hearing other men speak very openly as well. Would you agree, Gary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, it helped me as well, give me language of sharing how I was, how I was even feeling. And because, you know, I was numb for quite a while and just how Gary, it started, it just started changing us. Well, it sounds like it was absolutely magical. And, you know, I don't want to romanticize it, but the truth of the matter is I heard Gary saying earlier that he knew that he needed newer healthy behaviors to replace the old. And certainly anybody who's been part of sex addiction understands the three circles. The inner circle being that circle that are deal-breaking behaviors, the middle circle being that circle which are slippery slope behaviors, things an addict should not be doing because it could tempt him to go into his deal-breaking behaviors. And then that third circle, which are all those outer healthy behaviors that an addict needs to be working on. And I love that this collage was a way to do something to metaphorically and through pictures Share where you've been and where you want to go. And so would each of you share a couple of pictures that you put on the collage that meant something to you? Uh, real quick, on the collage, it's supposed to be our shared vision of our higher power. That, that was the purpose of the collage where we talk to each other and come up with what we agree about our, our higher power. So uh, which permeates, of course, throughout the entire steps and uh, in our fellowship. 
you have a, another, the same three-legged stool can represent God and each of the partners. And so God needs to be, or the higher power needs to be throughout the process. So I, we met or we started dating when we were running, doing marathons or half marathons, which is a crazy way to start a relationship. But I was thinking to have a running type uh, collage where I took pictures of running and, and took some quotes and stuff related to uh, running the race and that kind of thing. And uh, Donna, uh, well, I'll let her share what she picked, but I was just thinking it would be a good idea, you know, uh, of having a running type metaphor where we're running to each other and running to God for our help and our attachment and our comfort. Uh, but, but, um, but what I wanted were outside pictures, like of nature and stuff. And as, as I was saying to Gary, well, what about some pictures of nature? And Gary said, what did you say to me? I never knew she liked nature. I had no idea. I mean, I would plan trips and do national parks and stuff, and she just, I didn't get that she enjoyed it or anything. So I was just, I was shocked or totally surprised by the pictures that that she wanted to put on there, which I love, but I just didn't think she did. But it's probably the lack of communication that didn't help. Well, it's also the lack of understanding. You know, Carol, I grew up in a family that you weren't allowed to have fun. So you, you, you can't express, wow, this is really nice. Oh, I like doing this because if we did, it wasn't allowed. And that's just my family of origin issues that came up. So Gary doesn't know that. He has no clue until we start doing the steps that we get to learn more and more about each other and our, our past of how we grew up in our own families. But it did kind of create like, well, that doesn't, I didn't know that you liked that. And it's like, yeah, I like that. But again, it's just a 20 years of marriage and not knowing, you know, um, some, you know, just details about each other. Well, not yeah, knowing. And, oh. Oh, I was going to say not knowing and also not having a support system that would encourage you to ask these kind of questions or vision these kinds of things. I mean, it sounds like this 12-step group is an opportunity to stretch out of your normal comfort zone and look at your life from a bigger place. Is that right? Yes, but also what was so helpful for us was I had the childhood trauma of parents that weren't very um, – they provided the physical needs, but that was it. So I had a more of an abandonment-type childhood, unfortunately. But I stuffed that, and then I started relying on the addiction to provide the comfort instead of trying to deal with these emotions. But I had them buried for like 30, 40 years, never – you know, they were – compartmentalized, stuffed away, what the, in this fellowship and personal recovery as well was helped me to pull up some of those horrible, ugly memories and, and to try to work through them. And, and it was great to have uh, Donna alongside me helping me with it at the same time. So it's also uh, looking at the past at things that I hadn't looked at in decades and trying to make sense of it with an adult mind instead of how I processed it as a kid and stuffed it away and then uh, leaned on addiction to try to provide some soothing of any pain or anything. Uh, so the, the, they deal a lot with family of origin type issues initially in the steps, which was something we, we may have talked about at a surface level, 
but never really got too in deep uh, until we started working the steps. I don't know if that makes sense or yeah. not. Yeah, so we got to find out, like, how our family of origins, how they, how we um, – how we grew up of maybe how conflict was handled, how was communication handled. And, and from that, we got to learn a whole lot more. And when Gary said that here, we're working it together. Um, it's not just Gary and Gary's doing, you know, he was doing his stuff as well, you know, getting healthier with a counselor or a CSAD and doing his processing. But if he just does his processing in with his, therapist, if you will, there's a part of me still being on the outside, so to speak. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Not that I need to manage his recovery or his healing, but what what I think, and I want to use your word magical, and yet it, it's just part of, I think, 12-step recovery programs. Um, what can happen is I get to find out more about Gary, meaning instead of well, how how were things in your family? Oh, they were okay, you know, no, nothing to really report. And yet that wasn't really the case. But in Gary's story, that's what he thought it was until he started working some of the trauma and vice versa. But as we were going through the steps, I get to hear really where he came from. So it gives a, a much better understanding of you know, I think sometimes, you know, as couples, we have this idealism of how the spouse should behave and, and what they should be. Because we, you know, we look at Hollywood, we look at movies of just where it looks like it's just so in love and everybody is there. And, you know, it's all fixed in either 30 minutes or an hour and a half. And that's not, that's not real life. Um, and it's literally like one day at a time um, or even less sometimes. But understanding really like the, the not so good part of our lives and why we're here and why we're why we were struggling, even as a couple and as individuals to try to move forward and to try to go, to try to grow even closer together. Absolutely. And you know what I hear, Donna? I hear that you and Gary were creating a new form of intimacy, maybe an intimacy that you never had. In your marriage, but when you're learning about about each other in such an intimate way, it does bring you closer together. There's no way that it won't. Now, let me ask you: How do people access this 12-step group? What do they do? Yeah, and um, again, we're we're supposed to. We're one of our traditions in the 12 steps is that you know um, it's based on attraction rather than promotion, but. Uh, again, there is a website, recoveringcouplesanonymous.org, uh, uh, I guess. So um, that's the the easiest way is that they, they do have a website. But they really try uh, – our recommendation would be just go to a meeting. Um, and the idea is that the attraction, instead of, a, you know, heavy advertising blitz, or they don't do that in our organization. So they kind of try to fly under the radar most – at least my, that's been my experience with 12-step groups. So, but uh, recoveringcouplesanonymous.org um, org is the uh, is the just do a Google search and you'll find the uh, international website. Yeah, and then what happens, Carol, is of course because now with everything going on in our world, there are so many different meetings that you can go to because they're all on Zoom. 
And so it doesn't uh-huh. matter if there's no meeting even in your area. You can go to, you know, we have, you can go to any meeting, you know, really, in the whole entire United States, you can go to a meeting. Or around the world. Or right? around the world, actually, yeah. I was going to say that, even around the world, um, because of just things being on Zoom right now. So it is incredibly accessible. And, you know, what's interesting, I, even as I say that, I could think of a new couple because walking, literally, we did walk into the room. And when you walk into the room or even when you're signing on into the room, you know, via Zoom, there's a part of, oh, my gosh, like, what the heck did we get ourselves into? Like, what is this? And what happens is once you start hearing couples share, literally, you feel like, oh, my gosh, I am home. I, these people get me. They get us. Um, so, you know, for anyone that was kind of thinking, eh, maybe that's not us, that's not us, that's not our personality, um, you may be surprised because you're, this will probably be the first place that people would get you. Yeah, and I, I respond to emails quite frequently and uh, related to the, the fellowship. And what happens is, like, one partner will say, I don't have an addiction. Why would I come to those meetings? Mm-hmm. However, what they deal with is more intimacy disorder, and so if you're having trouble in your coupleship, whether there's addiction or not, yeah, all of us struggle, maybe didn't have it modeled when we were younger or for some reason have trouble with intimacy and communication, and that's what it helps to build. Is the, so it, it, it has a broader audience than just uh, addicts, but, again, there seems to be a lot of addicts in there as well so but uh, again the deal i mean what it's trying to help with is the intimacy uh, challenges that couples have if that makes yeah sense. and and i would even say that even couples that kind of go in there let's just say that they think there's no challenge or problem well then all of a sudden they'll go to the meeting and they'll say oh wait a minute yeah i, I do have a problem um yeah quite often what we hear is one spouse will say i didn't need 12 steps i didn't need any help and then uh, uh, fix my partner. That, that's what the, I'm here for. Uh, and I'm only tagging along because you need to have be a couple to be in this fellowship. But what they often find is, wait a minute, there, there may be some challenges uh, related to intimacy that I didn't realize I had. And, and it helps to uh, bridge that gap a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Well, you know, I, I really do want to respect that 12-step philosophy, and I know that they don't want to advertise AA, Narcotics Anonymous, Sex Addiction Anonymous, but because they don't want it to be contaminated. They don't ever want it to be commercialized, and they don't want it to be um, advertised in, in a wrong way. So I understand, Gary, that you've got to be really respectful of that what I'm hearing you both say is that this is a place for couples to go to probably stretch out of their comfort zone because most people are a little afraid of groups. They don't think they're going to fit in. They don't think they're going to belong. Mm-hmm. So this is a place that they can go, share their story, and know that they're around other people that understand and are willing to support them if they get healthy. Do I have that right? Without a okay. doubt. And so for you know, the person... Well, oh, go ahead. 
Well, I was thinking, Carol, because, you know, these, there's so many different elements to recovering from sex addiction, betrayal trauma, and this is one of those. And what is beautiful is, you know, there's donations of, you know, coming to the meetings if we were in the meeting, which is very affordable, but complementing that with therapy, right, complementing that with um, other, like, each partner doing their own work and, and whatever that looks like, it just adds another component to their healing process. As Gary mentioned, this focuses on the coupleship, not on the individual. And if left to our own device, Carol, I would imagine that Gary would have stayed, if you will, in his lane, and I would have stayed in my lane because that sure seemed a lot safer to us. And that would have seemed like the normal way of how we were living anyway. And so what this did was really stretch us out of our comfort zone. And I know you kind of mentioned that, but I want to just let other listeners know that really stretched us. That that was such a different change behavior for us. And it was one of the best change behaviors, I think, it, I think that it ever did for us, honestly. Yeah, and I think we went a place uh, went from a place of just trying to heal, which you know, crucial, absolutely required, but one to now of more growth and more, uh, like you indicated, those green outer circle. I mean, those outer circle behaviors. I used the red, yellow, green type traffic light thing, but those green behaviors or those outer circle behaviors, it, it helps uh, put the emphasis on that instead. You know, once you get healing, um, and you're never, I don't think, totally healed it any point, but uh, once you get some kind of uh, uh, some kind of healing and then you're able to look beyond yourself, kind of like what the 12th step is all about, where you're trying to help others as well. So, yeah. yeah. And what I was thinking, Carol, is, you know, in, in all kind of 12 step programs, there's sponsorship, there's sponsorship program, right? So our sponsor, mm-hmm. um, they helped us through it. So we weren't doing this alone we had someone else helping us in, in that area, you know, another couple that got us and understood and, you know, talking about intimacy there too, like, Hey, this is what happened in our marriage and they're listening to us. And thanks for sharing, no judgment, you know, getting a totally different response, you know, waiting for like that response of, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe what, 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 we don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, we don't want to see you anymore. To, okay, thanks for sharing. And it was just a, such a different experience. So we weren't, we weren't doing this alone. You know, we can't do this alone, actually. We, there's no way to recover from, from yeah, these addictions, right. from these, these, the betrayal. There's just no way to do it alone in isolation. It, it just can't. And with, uh, you know, higher power or God's help, too. So yeah. that helped us focus on that. As, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I really, I I hear that, and the beauty, again, is both in the process of the 12-step work and the fact that you aren't alone. And, you know, when when people talk about groups, they either think one of two things. They think, I am going to be way worse. My story, our story, is going to be way worse than anybody else's, or people are going to laugh at me and they're going to think our story is nothing to worry about. But you're saying regardless of your story, 
your story and your your coupleship is welcome at well at this meeting, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And if you'd asked now, me my story early on, I was compartmentalizing and, and shoving it down and not pulling it out. So even people that initially may not seem to have much of a story following them for a couple of months is like, whoa, there's a, you know, you, you hear more and more that gets unpacked. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it, it's, um, and again, there are people, if everybody could relate in an intimate way without problems, you don't need this group, but we haven't found anybody like that yet. So I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah. And you know, one of the beauties of being in group also is like another person's story all of a sudden reminds me of something that I buried deep inside for years. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it brings it to the surface, you know, with maybe how my dad treated me or how my mom, and it's like, Oh my gosh, that that's me too. Oh my gosh. I forgot all about that. And it's just helping surface those wounds that trauma, maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, what else to process, mm-hmm. right? And and it's just a beautiful way of healing. It really is. And you know what I was thinking, Carol? I just want to, you know, because I'm thinking, I just want to make sure I get this in, you know, so uh, because I may forget with just the questions that you're asking us. But I, I just want to say, and I, I'm really going to talk to the partners, which, whichever the partner is of the betrayed partner, Okay. If you had asked me four years ago if we would end up even talking to you right now or doing right. what we do in the meetings of, you know, because Gary and I facilitate uh, monthly step-up meetings for step studies, I would have told you just no, no, no way. And I also want to say, because my husband has been changing and it's real. And I I wasn't sure really about that. And I I just want to say how um, proud I am of you, Gary, right now. Just to even be on this this radio show right now, and it means so much to me. Um, you know that betrayed partner is is wondering, okay, are, are we? Is this ever gonna change? And yeah, it has. But if you asked me four years ago, I would have thought, no, no way. This this just didn't seem possible at all. And so I'm I'm saying that just to give other couples hope, you know, because Gary and I are, are no different than any other couple. It's not like we got the secret. It's not like we haven't been through tons of pain and we just found it and it was just like, oh, this, this moment. It wasn't. It was, it was so super hard. And it's been hard. But even if you think about where we are today, yeah. So, you know, if you, if you had said, you know, you, my husband's going to be talking to Carol the coach about sex addiction, <laughs> about betrayal trauma, you, I would have said, no. Sorry, because of the shame that was attached to it, the secrecy of not letting anyone know about what was going on in our marriage, in our lives. I mean, I'm just very grateful. So I needed to well, get that, that makes- in. Just- <laughs> yeah, I, I got to ask, you know, it's the therapist in me and it's the coach. Gary, how does that feel for 
her to give you those accolades. Yeah, I appreciate it. Not used to it. I mean, more used to it recently than in the past, but I do definitely appreciate it. And I definitely didn't have it in my family of origin. And I just want to say one way, you're going to have pain either way, and you might as well have the pain towards growth and helping yourself and others instead of the pain related to isolation and, and just, uh, you know, whatever, turtling or just going inside yourself. So it, it, there's pain either direction. Um, and so, again, I recommend using it uh, in a positive, constructive way where you'll grow and be a better person through it. So. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, Patrick Carnes said it best when he said, out of great suffering comes transformation, and transformation creates growth and giving back. And that is what the two of you are doing on the show right now. Uh, That's what you're doing in your life, and that is making you healthier. So yeah, I'm very happy that this is working for both of you. I, you're an inspiration to, to all of our listeners. Now, Donna, I heard you say something, and I just need a little bit of clarification because I was sitting here thinking, I have a couple, a gay couple, and they have been dying for a way to be in a support group or to be in a group, and there just doesn't seem to be enough services out there. Um, not 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 true, Carol. <laughs> oh yeah, tell us about. Not, tell us about. Not true. Yeah, no, they they are welcome. Um, they are welcomed. Yeah, the only criteria uh, mm-hmm. for uh, recovering couples uh, recovering couples anonymous is a commitment to, to the, the coupleship. coupleship. Yeah, and and that uh, the coupleship can look anything uh, you know like anything uh, or any gender. Uh, combinations it's just that commitment is the only requirements of for sobriety or the only criteria for sobriety yeah and so carol you know you're thinking oh well then if that's the case we we have to be in a, a gay group only no no it, it's all the same issues that affect the coupleship it's, it's all the same you know it doesn't matter where you grew up you know, the color of your skin, it doesn't matter, your sexual orientation, it, it is all the same issues that affect coupleships. Now, there, there is, I agree. There is, yeah, there's open arms, you know, yeah, open chairs if we were seeing in person, but that's not the case right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. No, this encompasses every couple. And, and we've known several couples of same gender. And we've been impressed, and uh, we've taken notes because they share the same struggles we do. Yeah, and we've been inspired by them. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's very grow out of this as well. Yeah, it's friendships that grow out of this too, you know. Um, and that's even you know something else for us to really even understand how friendships work, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having couples that understand you as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And again, you're an inspiration. I know that I'm probably going to get emails that say, send me to their group. I want to start out in their group. Oh. And I, I think <laughs> I heard you say that you can't necessarily navigate them to your group, right? I mean, they just need to find a time and a place that works best for them in terms of, you know, a day yeah. and a time because it is all online right now. 
their time zone could be, you know, more conducive of 7.30 at night, uh, you know, Pacific time versus 10.30, you know, East Coast time. But there's tons of groups available. Yeah, and they're all a little bit different. So mm-hmm. we do, we are part of two groups, actually. So we do want to indicate uh, they are all just uh, have their own personality. Like any, any 12-step group, it all has its own personality or, or I hate to say flavor, but its own, um, you know, dynamics going on. So if you happen to get in one that doesn't seem to fit, you try another one. Um, and they always recommend you try at least six meetings, like most 12 steps, uh, just in case you come upon a bad one or something. We've never come upon a bad one. Nope. But, uh, again, we just caution there. Uh, if you try once and it doesn't seem to work, uh, give it another shot with a different group or give it another chance. Yeah, and Carol, you know, just so that it, it doesn't sound like this, you know, magical moment, um, Gary and I, we went to um, an RCA meeting, and we actually had a huge fight. Right after. Right afterwards. On the drive home. On the drive home. So, <laughs> and the reason why I want to say that is because, you know, you're thinking, oh, boy, this is not going to work. And Gary has one perspective of why we had a fight, and I had a whole other perspective of why we had a fight. But we had a fight, and so, you know, that would not have been part of the story of we go there and, oh, we're welcomed, and, oh, everything is great. That wasn't the case with our story. We fought, the, the, you know, right after the meeting, um, but we stayed with it. Honestly, and I got to share with Gary how I was feeling, um, which was different. Normally, I stuffed it in as well. And so, I, uh, you know, we talked about it, and so we went to another meeting. And so I, I wanted to give that story because other couples may go, and they, they may want to expect that, that magical transformation on that first meeting. And I don't think that happens all the time. They could. But that may not be the, the case. And so I don't want to build this up as if this is the only cure because it definitely is not. But complementing this with other really hard work of what couples have to do, it is definitely going to help move you along at a much quicker pace of that healing. Yeah, and give emphasis to the coupleship that, doesn't, that seems to be lacking quite frequently in individual recovery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, no kidding. That is so true. And, you know, I'm a big believer, and it's so important for you to have a therapist that really understands sex addiction, really understands partner betrayal, and and doesn't move too quickly because this is such a wounding that you really have to help the couple feel safe and secure. They begin their journey. And and so I just love the fact that this is something they can do to supplement good work with a therapist who understands sex addiction. You guys, thank you so much for sharing today. I know you've got other things that you need to get on to, but I just really appreciate it. You've made it understandable. You've made it encouraging. And I actually think exciting. So thanks so much, Gary and Donna. Well, Carol, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Make it a good one and have a great Sunday. Thanks, Carol. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Couples that not only are much closer after four years of this kind of support, 
that they're giving back. Um, and that is the beauty of this work. Could you ever see yourself getting through this, working through this, and helping others? I'm Carol the Coach, and that is what this show is all about. It's finding out what's out there for you, getting you healthy, and giving it back. And as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times. One of you as a couple as all, at all times if, you, if you're together. Seriously have the courage to be yourself. And we'll see you next week for more sex help with Carol the Coach.